1: I'm Katie Hendrickson, and you're listening to my podcast, Sound Off, featuring conversations with people making music that challenges the status quo. Today, my special guest is composer and musician Caroline Shaw. Now, she made history as the youngest person ever to receive a Pulitzer Prize in music. She was only 30 for her a cappella vocal work Partita for Eight Voices. Her compositions for the Ataka Quartet on the album Orange also won her a Grammy Award this past year. She's a polymath composer who's worked with so many people, including Kanye West. I can't wait to share our conversation and some of her music with you, and we'll do just that right after this quick break.
2: I grew up as a uh, violinist, a Suzuki violinist, since I was really little. I really, I think I fell in love with music, you know, a few different times in my life, but very strongly when I was, I don't know, nine or 10 or 11. And I first played chamber music. It was a really simple little string quartet, but I loved being... In like playing second violin or viola, being inside. I don't really love first violin as much because there's a lot of pressure up there, and when you're when you're one of the inside voices, you're you're kind of I don't know, you're kind of like a facilitator in a conversation in a way. And I I love the dynamics of you know interpersonal relationships of a string quartet. It's really difficult. I've gone through a lot of different uh, played with a lot of different groups since college and after, and um, you know it's hard, It's the sort of rarity of finding the people that you sort of can trust on a few different levels is is such an interesting challenge of the string quartet. I love that it sort of functions like a band, but I also just love the repertoire. Like I, I, I think some of my favorites are, I love Mozart 387, which actually is, I tucked into a piece. I've gotten into the late Beethoven quartets, sort of, I didn't like them before, and now I'm finding something new. I love the Ravel string quartet. I think that's the first one that I fell in love with, but Really all the different textures that you get and the you know, and the connection to vocal music that it has. I love that you know, the string quartet really came out of this tradition of like vile consort music that was sort of pair, you know, you play in tandem with voices and, and there's still a really wonderful vocal quality about about it that I I like. <laughs>
1: And you, you mentioned a little bit about some of your memories about being a Suzuki player and your mom was an instructor and you have vivid memories that you've told about your father playing piano and he's losing the metronome.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, my mother's a, a wonderful singer as well as very early childhood Suzuki violin teacher. So I think she had just a lot of very creative ways of introducing the instrument to me and cultivating a relationship with I can't say that I always I never really like to practice. <laughs> um, but you know, somehow, I think that is one of the, the miracles of my mom is that she kept me going with it. And my dad is a he's a retired physician now, but he's also a lover of music and an amateur pianist. And he was not upset with me when he heard that I had said that he had terrible rhythm. And he, you know, <laughs> he he sort of laughed it off. But I used to you know, when I was little, I would fall asleep and my dad would be playing piano at the end of the hall. And he'd always put the metronome on and it would be, I think he used to play this very early Beethoven sonata or something. I can't, I can't remember what it was, but I remember him practicing with the metronome, but just kind of being in his own time. So this very loose relationship to, to this thing that's supposed to give you rules.
1: You mentioned like just uh, your love of string quartet and and the history of string quartets, and you talk about having a familiarity with the string quartet form and and writing for it. Um, maybe you can speak elaborate a little bit more about that.
2: One is like is actually just a an interaction with or sort of engagement with the history of the string quartet repertoire which i really love i just love string quartets i love some of you know going back to the early ones of haydn going through beethoven and things that happened in the 20th century just um, a rich world and then also the community of string quartets. so the ataka quartet is a group that i've collaborated with really closely for a long period of time and just kind of we're creating a language together and a sense of each other as musicians that's its own kind of garden and then there's just the act of writing music which you you feel like you're you know discovering little things and making something new and tending to it whether it's a small motive or an idea or a texture i I sometimes think of of writing music as as trying to grow something that is ultimately nourishing and maybe beautiful (laughs)
1: about when, you, like, you have a lot of collaborators. Let's go with Ataka right now and Orange, maybe when you first uh, uh, cross paths with them as a string quartet and what drew, drew you into working with them for a project?
2: We, we used to paint together. We used to have these painting nights where they would come over and um, we just, like, listen to music and paint not very great oil paintings. <laughs> but But, like, a kind of very, just a wonderful it's been a wonderful friendship and we we talked about you know what is this album what how do we you know, what is the title for one thing and andrew was talking about you know the orangery or concept of orange and and i thought what if we just called it orange and it's just a picture of an orange that's very direct and delicious and familiar but also rich and complex this beautiful fruit that you see every day in the grocery store that you know you if you look more closely it's it's just such a sort of complex natural creation that what drew you into composing
1: as your art form like what when did you know that you really that's what really stuck and and how does it make you feel when when you compose
2: I think I just love music a lot I love music so much and I, I I've like just fell deeply in love with it when I was younger. And uh, sometimes it's a, you know, like a drug for me. I just, I, I, they're very old things that I love, very new things that I love. And then when I was younger, I just wanted to start making it. And I used to, you know, I used to paint and draw and do other kinds of making, um, but music has come, I guess I've just had more opportunities or that's the direction that my life took. You know, I always, I, I hope that I think creativity is in everyone, absolutely. I don't think there are certain people that are just I think we all have this in different ways and different kinds of part you know ways in our life, not necessarily music or art, but um for me, the drive to make something comes from loving something so much that i I want there to be more of it, or I want to hear something that I haven't heard before, or I just want to you know create a like a an environment for people to live in or play around in it's sort of like designing a game I really think about sometimes when I was writing string like stuff for string quartet especially my more recent things which will come in another album after orange but thinking of making music as a a thing for people to do with each other and maybe it's a game to play or something to sort of a way to experience each other
1: Let's let's get to maybe uh, Kanye as a collaborator. Maybe talk a little bit about what it was like to work with him on a project, and maybe maybe did it maybe did it expose like different parts of your your compositional style that you didn't know you had. Or I just find that
2: kind of like willingness to let your brain go into whatever direction it goes in the moment to be really interesting, as opposed to maybe the traditional look at you know being a composer as being in a room and very focused on one particular perfectly planned out piece all that to say is that I, I I've embraced non-sequitur in my music uh, in a way that I find really delightful and also the a sense of looking for you know sort of enjoying sound in, a, in an immediate way and not always saying like is this the most important or complex arrangement of sounds that it will matter in a hundred years but do I like it immediately and what does it and how do I feel and how? what kind of gift is it to other people who listen to it?
0: Why would she make calls out the blue? Now I'm awake, sleep for soon
1: Let's talk a little bit about your, your album coming out in January, Narrow Sea, with So Percussion and Don Upshaw. Just just give me a little bit of an overview about the project. So Percussion came to me and said, would you be
2: interested in writing a piece for for us and for Don Upshaw and Gil Kalish? And I said, well, that's that's a total dream. <laughs> and it was, it was actually one of the... I think I had not been scared of writing music really before at that moment. I hadn't really... I mean, I had not done, I had never written on commission before 2013 or so, so it was still really new to me. And I've loved, I love Donna Upshaw's voice. I loved her recordings and her, her presence in general. And I, and I know so, so percussion really well, the larger sort of scope of the piece it's called Narrow Sea because A, that's one of the lines in one of the, the, the songs talking about looking at the river Jordan or a, a, a sea or a river or a body of water between you and death. So a lot of these beautiful, you know, old songs are really about crossing over to the other side or essentially then they sort of morph into escaping hardship and they play a part in the sort of the exodus narrative. But looking at water is the shared sort of feature of shared trope in all of these texts. And I, I just wanted to create a a, a piece that is um warmly at times and kind of coldly at others about looking looking to the other side and there's kind of there are also a few just kind of meanings under the surface of the piece one is that it was i was very much thinking about the syrian refugee crisis for kind of a few years and and also the water crisis domestic water crisis in the us water as a commodity around the world water features in several ways in the piece
1: We're dealing with the pandemic still. Um, I I know that when it started, I I didn't, I did not envision it going on as long as it's it is. Um, But maybe what has, what has been like keeping you going? I I know it's just it's it's a pretty heartbreaking time for the musical world. We we can't really have much in the way of live music or ensemble playing. Um, What what have what have you been? What is keeping you going? It is really heartbreaking, and I try not to. think about
2: it. I go through, you know, I've gone through different phases of this deep existential sadness that, you know, lives under the surface all the time. And now there's just a lot of time to tune into it. (laughs) I miss very much making music with other people in the room. That's why I write music. That's what I do. It's, it's, it's what I love. I also miss seeing strangers and encountering new people and surprises. It's you know, I was telling someone, I was like, I haven't really met someone that I don't know in a very long time, at least in person. You know, the thing that keeps me going is is the idea that this is, is temporary and m- music is beloved and there will be a time after this, It's, I know how it's incredibly difficult right now for, I think, for for many artists and many people who work in the public entertainment industry financially. So that's the real, that's what I have thought about a lot. And I also know that the recovery will be very slow. But I, I have great faith in our love and need to be, love of being together and need to be together and to share our. I don't know what I don't know what words there are <laughs> to share things with each other.
1: That's composer and musician Caroline Shaw made history as the youngest person ever to receive the Pulitzer Prize in music when she was only 30. We heard from her Grammy-winning album Orange, featuring the Ataco Quartet, out now on New Amsterdam and such Records. I'm Katie Henriksen. You've been listening to my podcast, Sound Off, which explores creativity at the intersection of art, music, and literature. To dig in to what that work is... And the people making it tell us about art and life in the 21st century. Sound Off is produced solely by me for the Critical Frequency Podcast Network. Support Sound Off by smashing that subscribe button and leaving a rating wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, I hope you continue resonating with that great force of music.